0: It was the beginning of August, and Michael Lee was despairing. Hey, guys.
1: This is officially my last TikTok. I love you guys. Uh, This has been a hell of a journey, hell of a ride. Thank you guys for everything.
0: Michael is a TikTok creator. His dance videos have earned him tens of millions of followers and a sizable income. But when Michael posted this video, all of that seemed up in the air. President Trump had just announced he might ban TikTok in the U.S. So Michael, looking like he might be holding back tears, made what he assumed would be his last video. He asked his fans to follow him to Instagram and YouTube. I
1: know that if literally only 5, 10 percent of you guys follow me from this app, it would mean literally the world to me. It would change my life drastically. So please, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for everything you guys have done for me and I'll see you guys on my
0: next journey. Peace. But Michael's journey on TikTok wasn't over. The app survived the week, and then the next week, and the next. It turned out the fight for TikTok was just beginning. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, September 30th. Coming up on the show, the battle over TikTok through the eyes of one of its stars. This
2: episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday. And pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance – with Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever, and you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR Rockstar with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more.
0: For months, TikTok the Chinese social media phenom, has been at the center of a geopolitical tug-of-war. President Trump is concerned Americans' data isn't secure in the hands of a Chinese company. And he said he will ban the app if TikTok doesn't sell its U.S. operations to an American buyer. That's left millions of American TikTok users in limbo, including many of the entrepreneurs who've made TikTok a career. So can you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, for sure. My name is Michael Lee. I'm also known as Just Michael on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I'm 20 years old, and I've been doing this for, like, about five years.
0: How old were you when you knew you wanted to be a dancer?
1: Twelve. I actually started when I was twelve. So, like, I was kind of just a a kid just taking a whole bunch of hobbies. Like, I was doing soccer, I was doing karate, I was doing, you know, all of this different stuff. And then when I did my first dance class, I fell in love with it.
2: You would not see him not dancing. Everybody just knew him as the kid who can't sit still. That was just his passion.
0: He literally lived at the dance studio. That's Michael's mom, Tina Lee. While Michael was dancing... Tina worked long hours at a nail salon she owned in West Palm Beach. I was out of the house by 7 in the morning, coming home at
2: like 8, 9 o'clock at night. And that's going six, seven days a week. So I was barely home with the kids. My mom took care of the kids. I'm a single mom, and I just wanted to make sure that I was able to provide everything they needed and whatever they wanted.
0: Michael worked hard, too, from a young age.
1: So actually crazy. So I (laughs) dropped out of school after my sophomore year of high school. My dad actually had a screen printing and embroidery shop. And he, you know, he asked me if uh, I could work with him and, and help him out and drop out of school. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I helped him out with that for a year. And that's when I realized I never want to do a 9-to-5 job, because <laughs> I was literally alone by myself every day, just, like, laboring, just, like, going crazy with, like, making T-shirts, like, thousands a day. I had no employees. He wasn't even around. It was literally just me, by myself.
0: Eventually, the T-shirt business failed, and Michael started trying to make money on his passion, dance, dance. He taught classes, and he started posting videos of his dances to YouTube and the Chinese app Musically. His idea of what a career in dance could look like started to change.
1: I was originally going to be, like, a professional dancer, choreographer for, like, different artists, doing, like, tour dancing. But then as I made my own dances and stuff, I learned quickly that being a backup dancer to, like, artists or, you know, being in music videos, I was never, like— the star, in a sense. And social media kind of always allowed me to, you know, post my own dance videos. And that's where I was, like, looked at as my own artist. And that's kind of where I fell in love with social media in general.
0: Michael started to attract a following and build a network. Eventually, he got 600,000 followers on Musical.ly. And after Musical.ly was bought by TikTok, Michael jumped in.
1: (laughs) I was like, okay, let me try this TikTok stuff out. So, you know, I started traveling to California, to Las Vegas, meeting up with other influencers, collaborating with them. And then after a few months went by, I had 10 million followers and then 20 million followers. And it just started doubling. I was just like, okay, this is really weird.
0: <laughs> in what kind of time frame? Uh, in like three to four months.
1: Wow. It's really
0: crazy. <laughs> What's your favorite TikTok that you've made?
1: Um... My favorite ones are the ones that get the views. I love the views.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Michael would do a lot for those views. He danced on the escalator at the mall, surprising his fellow shoppers, flash mob style. He danced in the aisles of Walmart. He danced on the street. And he developed a signature look. Black beanie, glasses, a little bling, sweatpants. Most of the videos are really short, 15 seconds or less. But Michael says a lot goes into each one.
1: I feel like I put extra thought into it. I have something that spices up the video, a concept, whether it's lighting, whether it's composition. A lot of these things that filmmakers do, you know, for like movies. So I think of every TikTok I make like a movie. I think the art of it is like, since it's so short, how to make a beginning, middle and end of every 15 second video rather than just like, you know, putting something
0: random out there. As Michael's following grew, artists and brands started hitting him up for partnerships. Artists and labels would pay him to dance to their songs. Brands would pay him for promotional posts. Michael danced while holding cans of Bang Energy drink. He danced while washing his hands with Safeguard soap. He promoted ice cream, chewing gum, even mucinex. He danced with a mucus character. A single post could bring in as much as $50,000. Michael's mom, Tina, couldn't believe it.
2: I still didn't understand, and... I'm still shocked. It's a whole new world. Like, I'm going, man, I was definitely in the wrong field, for sure. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking, believe me. (laughs) I'm like, that's so crazy how much he can actually make with the time, like, you know, it takes me a whole month or something.
0: (laughs) Then this spring, Michael decided to take his TikTok business to the next level. He told his mom he was moving to L.A. and he was buying a house. Actually, it was more like a mansion.
1: I'm very impulsive. And uh, yeah, I moved out four months ago. I saw the house on Zillow. I bought it without looking at it. I just felt like I couldn't miss the opportunity.
0: The house has a grand staircase and indoor and outdoor pools. And Michael invited his whole family to move in with him.
1: Yeah, I told my mom, I was like, hey, like, because she owned a nail salon still. And uh, I told her, like, there's a cap to that. In five years, 10 years, you're going to be doing the same thing. And I don't want that for you.
0: It seems like a huge responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. Were you nervous about supporting your whole family? Not really. My goals
1: in life was always to support them. So regardless of anything, like whether it be doing this or another thing, that was always in the top of my head. I was just more happy. I was like, wow, this is happening a lot faster than than I thought.
0: Tina was skeptical at first. Michael had moved to L.A. in May. The coronavirus was spreading. The economy was tanking.
2: I was really scared that everything might just stop in a few months. And he's going to be stuck with this house. And he was like, Mom, I have faith in everything and just trust me. And every time he says that, I'm just like,
0: okay, I'm putting my trust in you. Tina made the plunge. The whole family moved into Michael's mansion, nicknamed the Shlove House. And TikToking became a family affair.
2: I mean, I love it. I love just being able to wake up in the morning. And all we have to worry about is making videos or content. Whatever it is that Michael's telling us, that's the day. I basically live around whatever Michael tells me to do right now.
0: (laughs) It's like a role reversal. (laughs) Right. Michael puts out new TikToks every few days, often multiple times a day. And his family shows up in them pretty regularly. Michael dances with his sister Tiffany, jokes around with his brother Jonathan, and Tina's tried her hand at TikToks too.
2: All right, guys, I'm going to show you how to fold your towels like they do at the spa. I learned this on TikTok. Because that's when we learn everything nowadays. TikTok. I'm not very good with recording, so he's like, Mom, you need to learn how to record better. You know, like your lightings have to be like this and like that. I'm like, I'm just
0: doing this for fun. (laughs) The Lees had made it. And then Trump made a move that threatened to pull down everything they'd built. That's After the break,
2: this
1: episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at C3.ai.
0: The Lee family was just getting settled in L.A. when they heard that the Trump administration was considering a ban on TikTok. The main reason had to do with user data. The administration was worried that TikTok, a Chinese company, might share Americans' data with the Chinese government. TikTok says it hasn't done that and wouldn't if asked. But that assurance wasn't enough for the administration. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo confirmed the administration was considering a ban in July. I don't want
2: to get in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at.
0: Later that month, his boss backed him up. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may- Michael was watching all of this and growing more and more worried about his business.
1: I was so traumatized, oh my goodness, I was shocked. I was in panic mode, like everyone was, and I was just like, oh my God, I need to convert my followers, I need to send them to my other platforms. I was just stressing out.
0: That stress poured out into his videos. I understand, I get I get
1: that to some people, this app is, is not a big deal, but I'm gonna be real, this app has changed my life in ways that you cannot even imagine. I've gotten a house, I moved out to LA by myself, I, I'm, I'm financially supporting my family because of this. I, I'm literally starting my career and inspiring people and changing people's lives because of this. And the fact that it's leaving is, is a huge problem.
0: Like I- A huge problem because Michael doesn't have as big a following on other platforms. He just can't make as much money on 2 million Instagram followers as he can on 40 million TikTok followers. But according to the Trump administration, there was one thing that could save Michael's status as a TikTok influencer, an American buyer for TikTok. And in early August, news broke that TikTok might have found one, Microsoft.
1: I was super happy. I was like, oh, my God, it's staying. Like, I thought the world was ending for me. And um, when it came back and things were fine still, I was like, thank the heaven Lord. I was ecstatic. But the feeling
0: didn't last. The TikTok sale process got complicated, as other potential buyers threw their hats in the ring. There was Twitter, Walmart, Oracle, Oracle and Walmart. It was dizzying. And at the same time, TikTok was fighting back in the courts. Just last Sunday, a federal judge blocked the administration's attempt to ban TikTok downloads. But that only protects TikTok through November. What has this wild ride been like for you?
1: It got numb to me after a while. I stopped hearing. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, if TikTok goes away, like, it was stressing me out to the point where I I needed to stop because I needed to focus on what was going to happen after. Because I I can't, at the end of the day, I'm not someone that can control if TikTok stays or not. I need to figure out how to, you know, focus on other platforms. And I just have to make sure I'm not limited to just one app.
0: Michael's focusing on the things he can control, like growing his audience on other platforms. And Tina is trying to follow his lead, but she does worry. Is it going to be banned? Is it not gonna be banned? Like, it, it is
2: stressful for me, but like, you know, Michael says, you can't sit there and like just use that as a way of saying, okay, should we just stress about it every day? No, and you have to just try to find other things. So that when it does or if it does, we have something else to work with versus sitting and crying over something that you can't do anything about. What do you worry
0: about most these days?
1: What video I got to do next. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it stays or not, I still love creating content and, you know, being my own director, performer, actor. Even though if I were to lose the app and the 40 million followers, in a sense, The 40 million followers don't forget about me. I still have some type of reach because they know me. So if they were to see me on other platforms, it would be easier for me to be known on those platforms, too.
0: The way Michael sees it, he isn't a TikTok star. He's a star who happens to be on TikTok. It's the kind of attitude that got Michael where he is in the first place. And he's leaning into that optimism more than ever these days. You have like a crazy story. You decided what you wanted to do at 12. You had to like do hard sweat labor in your dad's shop. You dropped out of high school and then you bought our house in L.A. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just a start. It's just a start. Give me a few more years.
0: It's just a start. Look at you. I want to get an island in a
1: few years. That's what I'm looking
0: What do you want to be Jay-Z?
1: Oh, yeah. Bigger. Bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dream big, right?
1: Oh yeah, one thousand percent. And for me, it's not even reaching the goals. I think it's just the grind of knowing that I'm progressing every day is what makes me happy. So, whatever happens, let's just see how far I can take it. And that's pretty much it.
0: So, you this TikTok ban is just like a setback for you?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: In your pursuit to island ownership? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you have anything else you'd like to share?
1: You know, don't sleep on me. I'm going to push and I'm going to be making sure that I make a stand in this world.
0: That's all for today, Wednesday, September 30th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon.